TK, TK every day. Michael, buddy, pal, amigo, compadre. Hey, I am feeling wired, feeling good today. Oh, Java Joe, Java Joe. Now, look, I'm guessing you've heard everything there is to know about the Titanic, right? Not everything, because you, you've been out there swimming in the ocean, finding little known facts. Well, it turns out that a letter has surfaced from one of the survivors to her mother-in-law all these years ago. In the letter, she said that the 64-year-old captain had been in the saloon drinking and he was drunko. No. Yeah, baby. Three sheets to the wind. He wouldn't miss that iceberg anyway, would he? The positive approach to disaster right. by Michael Lacing. They're thinking about doing a Titanic 3D. This is true. Maybe they'll see the iceberg this time, huh? It seems a lot scarier when it's coming to you in 3D. <laughs> you know, here's an interesting fact about the Titanic. You know, after all these years, the pool's still filled with water. Do you know that? It's always going to be filled with water. <laughs> see, you never have to worry about that. Tom and Mike. Now, why don't you ask me if I've read a good book lately? Have you read a good book lately? <laughs> That's funny. You should ask me, my pal, my amigo. I have read a good book. I usually don't read books. I'm a lot like you. We're creatures of habit and... We're so into them. I read newspapers. I get ink on my hands. Right. It makes me feel manly. Oh, I just picked up a book called The First Conspiracy. Have you ever heard anything about it? No. This is an amazing story about how at the start of the Revolutionary War with the English, that the governor of New York City, William Tyron, hated George Washington because he was a loyalist. And he started a plan to assassinate George Washington by using Washington's own group of men. They were called lifeguards. That's like the earliest known version of the Secret Service. That plan failed miserably. Right. And then but, he went to plan B, which was what? <laughs> Do I know your jokes? No, no, he, there's no He had a conspiracy B. going with a dentist, right? No. There's a story in this book that people should know about. Have you heard the name Henry Knox? Yes. How do I know that name? Go ahead. Tell me. I don't know. Oh, well. But I've heard the name. You, you know, you set the bar very low. <laughs> well, he was a 20-something-year-old bookstore. He worked in his family's bookstore in Boston. Ah, uh, that's how I know his name. <laughs> well, he also has a fort named after him in Kentucky called Fort Knox, where we have our all gold. And he was also the first Secretary of War. But that's not what is amazing about this guy. Because at the start of the war, the British had all the big guns on their ships, and they stood out in the harbor of Boston. They could do anything they wanted because we didn't have any boats at that time. We didn't have any cannons. So this kid or young man remembered that there was a fort in western New York called Fort Tigerangaroga. It was left there during the French-Indian War, and it was abandoned. But he remembered it. There was like 10 or 12 cannons there. So he told Washington, I'm going to take a group of guys. I'll go get these cannons. Now, this is December of 1775, dead of winter. This guy goes to western New York from Boston in the dead of winter with a bunch of guys and 60 oxen. And it takes them 10 weeks after they get the 60 tons of cannons in the dead of winter. On with, horseback, in three feet of snow. With oxen. Can you imagine what the roads were like then? There wasn't any roads. It took them 10 weeks, but they, they got the cannons back to Boston. Can you believe that story? That's why Mr. Knox has a fort named after him. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we always hear about John Hancock 
And well, Adams was a president. Well, come on. I mean, Fort Knox. I knew I had heard that name, Henry Knox, before. But, come on. But I mean, you just can't imagine doing something like that in this day and age where you just have horses and oxen and you travel in 10 weeks and bring these things back and save the, it didn't save it, but it, it made the British uh, think second because when they pulled into New York and Boston with their ships, they saw these defense things. So, so they got there in three feet of snow with yep. horses and ox? Oxen, yeah. They pulled the, those poor ox. That's how you got to school when you were a child, right? <laughs> yeah, and you too, you Tar Heel. <laughs> you Tar Heel. Did you That's have to know right. a lot when you were a kid in North Carolina? Not that much, but the ones I remember, quite fun. Yes, they yeah. all are. What was the name of those little sleds? Flexible Flyers. Yeah. My flexible flyer wasn't also flexible because, you know, if you were really poor, and I think our family was sort of right there, you know, you didn't get one of those flexible flyers that you could control. There were two types. There was the cheap type where you couldn't really guide or steer it. Mm -hmm. And then there was the other type with the ropes where you could make it go where you wanted to go. Right. I had the one where I'd just get on the top of a hill and it'd just crash into a wall because I couldn't control it because I was poor. (laughs) That's fun. You know what else is fun, Thomas? Our podcast. What's the address if people want to listen to this thing live and in person? What's this world coming to.com? It's not exactly live. Well, it's live. We don't make any edits or anything. It's We just put it out there. It's the right people. out there for your listening pleasure on demand. What's this world coming to? No breaks, no commercials, just me and you babbling, right? Dot com. Tom and Mike. There's this hot looking woman in Russia, Western Russia. She goes into a bank. She needs a bank loan, right? She's pitching herself. She really wants it, but her application was denied after pleading with the manager. She decided after he was said no for a drastic move. You know what she did? No. She took off all her clothes, baby. Did she get what she wanted? He showed no interest. (laughs) No interest. She got a no interest loan. You would think a bank loan officer would recognize acceptable assets when they're presented to him, right? Yeah, but she must not have been very respectable. No, she was. She was hot. Isn't he supposed to be good with figures? (laughs) I love all your sexist jokes. You know what's funny about this? A lot of people on social media, are very critical of the bank manager. They're calling him a very boring man or gay (laughs) because he didn't succumb to the the beauty of this woman. Maybe he was just a respectable, decent gentleman. You know, there's still some of us left in the world, my friend. Right. And speaking of which, have you ever noticed that men, I mean, really sort of borderline horny men, I could be in that category. Really? Yeah. Don't we sort of have radar for skanky women. You have to define skanky. They dress sort of seductively, maybe not even all the time. Maybe they don't even have anything seductive. There's something about them that makes us think that they're interested in sex. Right. I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But on the other hand, there's a lot of men that really like that. Do you agree with that, though, with a lot of men like that look? Well, it's not even necessarily, that's my point. It's not even necessarily a look. It's just like, Maybe some kind of vibe they put off, pheromones, I don't know. Yeah, look at you. Whatever it is, like, we kind of know this is an easy peasy. Right. So here's my point. All right. So there's this establishment that Karen and I frequent, all right? There's this girl that works. Is it called the Swingers Lounge? No, she's a server. Right. And she's dating the bartender, right? Okay. And I happen to know that. They're a thing, right? Right. 
And I said to the bartender, his name's Joey. Hey, Joey, one day she wasn't there. I said, Joey, where's your smoking hot girlfriend? And of course, my wife was like, what's wrong with you? And right. of course, Joey really, you know, appreciated that compliment. Right. right. And he made some kind of comment. Well, you know, she's out with the flu or whatever. But the next time I'm in, she's not in again, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked Joey, hey, where's your smoking hot girlfriend? Oh, we broke up. She's been sleeping around. Yeah, right. No yeah, flu. and like, how did I know this, right? right? And it wasn't even the way she dressed, but there's something about her that made me think, this is a hot tamale mama. <laughs> so what is it? What is it that, you know, women give off that vibe? And it's not necessarily... Maybe it's not wearing underwear? I Listen, I, I don't even look at that kind of thing, but... There was just something about her that made me think that she was a a loose woman. And it wasn't even the way she dressed. They have a dress code there, right? Right. So are you with me? I'm with you. So this particular woman that takes off her clothes at the bank to attempt to secure a loan. Right. I'm imagining the bank officer was probably onto her from the very beginning because men, I'm telling you right now, we have the certain radar. Some men. I don't think all men. How about you? I have it. I have it, my friend. You know the loose ones. <laughs> yeah, baby. <I> <laughs> We're so bad. Uh, happily married. Happily married. Happily, I keep telling myself Yeah, me that. too. Me happily too. Married, happily, happily married. Happily married. Definitely, happily married. Definitely happily married. Tom and Mike. You don't know much about ranching, do you? I know zilch about but, ranching, sir. Well, this there's a guy a out subject that This is a subject that I am not going to touch with a 10-foot cowpoke. Well, there's a guy out in Oregon who owns a ranch. And he's having problems with wolves eating him some of his livestock. So instead of staying out there with a Winchester 3030 picking them off, he decided to get, <laughs> you know, when you go to a used car lot and you see those inflatable lime green dancing man that are used, the air puts it in and they, their arms and legs are waving all around. Right. You're just flailing in the air. Right. You've right. seen that, right? Yeah, sure. So that's what he puts, that's what he has on his, on his property to keep out the wolves. Is it working? Yes. Really? It blows hot air into a balloon, so it jumps and wiggles in the air. And these wolves are afraid of that? Yeah, they think it's a man. All of a sudden, I have a hankering to pull over to a ranch and get a Chevy Lumina. (laughs) (laughs) I read this article. It doesn't say how long it's been going on in this article, but I give it a week before that wolf starts humping this dancing green man, don't you think? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, those things, they they look like they're dancing, so... (laughs) I'm imagining if the wolf all of a sudden isn't afraid anymore and starts dancing with it, could this be a new Kevin Costner movie? <laughs> you know, on this article there, you know, you know how sometimes you go to read something and you're, you go to another thing they forward you to. They showed you this dancing man like you see in some of these used car lots, and it was twerking. They had it so it was twerking. <laughs> it was very funny. You should Google that. But anyway. Doing the Miley Cyrus. You know, deer populations in places like that have been controlled by releasing wolves into the area. Don't you think all problems should be solved that way? Yeah. yeah. Just like Congress? Wolves. Just wolves. I like that idea. Air, air pollution? Release the wolves. <laughs> in, air pollution? Release wolves into factories. Want to lose weight? That's right. Wolves again. Mm. All those fat people, right? Yes. I love wolves. You know what we call wolves? We don't call them wolves. We call them land sharks. Land sharks. <laughs> they are they are a beautiful animal. They do have kind of a mean, evil look about them. Though. Well, I'm talking yeah. about facial features, right? Right. Well, they look like a big husky to me. Okay. I would suggest that 
you not go trying to pet one? I don't think there's too many in my area, but we do have foxes, so I like them too. Stony Island canary foxes? <laughs> yeah, right. Tom and Mike. A woman got married in uh, Australia a couple days ago, okay? She was a vegan bride. And this woman, this woman tried to ban or did ban all meat-eating, murdering guests from her wedding. That's what she called them, meat-eating, murdering guests. So there was a lot of family members not attending. A lot of people didn't come. That surely does narrow down the guest list, doesn't it? Yeah. She didn't want anybody there that ate meat. And even though she was attacked in social media, she explained that her and her partner have been vegan for a while, and they've been criticized for over the years for being that way. Boy, I tell you, she invited me to that thing. I'd get her for a gift, a big pound of beef jerky, pal. That's what I'd be doing. Really? Yeah. You, you'd be pounding that down, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. But, you know, that's not so unusual. I heard about this girl who got married recently, and she banned anybody that was a Trump supporter. I can understand that more than banning meat eaters. Really? Yeah. A woman that doesn't want to have people have their, because they eat meat, she loves animals, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But with Trump- But shouldn't you have who you want to have at your wedding? Yes. Okay. Judge Kent has ruled. Well, her family didn't go. They they went to the steakhouse next door and had a good meal. That's what they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's obvious these people are hardcore vegans. Now, when they get in a fight after they're married, do they call it a beef? A beef? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You know what the Indian word, the old Indian word for meat eater was? What? Bad gardener. Bad gardener. Yeah, that's why I ate the meat, baby, because you couldn't grow the vegetable. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell do I know? What do I know, Thomas? All I know is what this world coming to dot com is our podcast. Yeah, and it's fun. And you can get it anytime, any place. Just click and make it a favorite. Yes. What's this world coming to dot com? Tom and Mike. Now, do you, in your wisdom that you are the Renaissance man, do you believe there's such thing as love at first sight? Absolutely. You know, you've asked me this question before. I read a story about it, an article, and it says that it's not only true, there's science behind it. And what science would that be, sir? Well, they, they say that a person feels a little queasy about meeting the person. You want to know everything about them right away. You feel a sense of familiarity. And you find their mannerisms super appealing. All in the first minute, 61% of women and 72% of men think love at first sight is real. So more men than women. And men mostly on Saturday night in a downtown area driving around. I'm guessing that comes down to the amount of money that you have in your wallet. <laughs> you know, many couples fall in love at first sight. Unfortunately, many now say they wish they had taken a second look. Now, that's not true, is it? No. A second look because it was love at first right. sight. Right. You know, it's hard to have love at first sight in an Arab country with all those burqas and stuff. You can't see Shiite. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you have beautiful eyes. What, Matt, what goes with the rest of those eyes? Oh, show me some ankle. Show me some ankle. Mm, don't get me excited now. Oh, yeah. So it's a, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Men it's, usually like to fall in love at first sight because doing so saves them a lot of time. I didn't know that. Is that true? Uh-huh. <laughs> But you told me it wasn't true for you, and it, it was true for me. Yeah, no, it was true for me. Well, you said it took a while. It was a pretty strong attraction. I think it was love at first sight. Right. I think there's something to that. I guess Larry King had love at first sight like seven times, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, who says that, you know, you're just limited to one person that you can love? But, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, society, excuse me. Right. And my wife. You tell Karen that you read this article, and it is a science, and that's why it happens. So maybe those pheromones you were talking about 
hits you the other way, right? It says this woman is very special. She's sweet. She's lovely. She's delicate. She's sensitive and she's pretty. So that makes it easy, doesn't it? I don't know that she was the only woman that I ever loved. How about your current wife? No. Okay. My point being, if you have a strong attraction, my feeling is those gut level butterflies that you experience in that relationship. Right. That's probably a pretense for love. Maybe, maybe, maybe it doesn't mean that, you know, it's necessarily going to work out for you. Right. Right. But I think after a certain time in a relationship, I'm sure in years in mind that you realized after a couple of years in that this is your soulmate and there's no going back. And that's the way it was for me. That's how it was for me. Yeah. But the thing that was kind of surprising for me when I got married was I thought that was going to be the end of my wondering eyes and my <laughs> lustful desires at times. Stop now. No, it wasn't. I was shocked at the you, fact that, yeah. You never I, acted on it, though. Never. You were like Jimmy Carter. You lost it in your heart. Totally. There you go. But if you're a normal, all-American male, hello. I got you, buddy. I still look. But you don't. Never touch. Never touch. I could say that in 25 years with this woman. Okay. Mm. But, but I'm a little different than you. You're Don't little... go over the top with it because people are going to start to wonder if there's something going on. No, no, but you're lucky. You found it early. I found it late. I sowed my oats. But no. I knew when I was sowing my oats that it never really seemed like fun for me, you know? Because it, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Hope when you were sowing your oats that there's <laughs> not any young NBA Mikeys out there. No, no, no. That's another story we can talk about some other time. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Mike.